Now me, when I was a child, I knew about discrimination because that's what my father fought against, racial equality. So I was aware of racial equality where some of my friends that I went to school with weren't aware that the races were unequal. They didn't think about it. Now me love this city school as them I graduate I study hard and save the party for the holidays Diplomatic with them diploma and them won't be great Because them not pick up no matic and not perpetrate And then I love the energies where them I generate My generation needs a special it will make a change Because the yellow sow the seed and it a germinate So anytime them see the progress them I celebrate Because we're rising up despite of the economy And then now we are starting show like the astronomy And now we keep on breaking through with an anomaly Because we keep remaining true without apology The mission of we carry through and finish properly Say Gambia to Guadalupe or to Napoli Say Zambia to Honolulu back to Tripoli And everybody want a future living a feeling Truth tellers What it do What it does Yo, this is your man, Sunday, Sun Diesel, son of the sun, son of man, son of the most high God, deeply embedded in the flesh. And this is the podcast, Tell Me The Truth. How y'all doing out there? It's been a minute, it's been a minute, but, uh, you know, believe you me, we've been working on things. We have been working on things. We out here trying to do a little something to make it all better and make the show grow. But if you didn't know, this is the podcast, Tell Me The Truth. I am your host, Sunny Days, a.k.a. Mr. Blaze Enigma. Out here doing a thing. So if, uh, well, you know, we'll get into the business end of it in a second. But uh, let's tell you what's going on. Uh, supposed to be getting the call here today um, because uh, these people at this radio station may want to, like, syndicate the show. So... I don't know. I don't have a little applause thing to put in there, but if I find one, I'm gonna put a little applause thing in there right about here. And after that, um, yeah. So yeah, yo, we we might be growing. We might be growing. So, anyways, let's get to the business of it. This is the podcast. Tell me the truth. Uh, you know, you can check us out on our website. It is www.tellmethetruth-podcast.com. There you can uh, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, probably Snapchat, probably everywhere. Facebook, MySpace, AnySpace, EverSpace. You know, check us out. We there. We doing what we do. Um, You know, I used to give a shout out to the Sky TV thing with E. Young, and I think that's done. I'm pretty sure he's blowing glass now, so check him out if y'all want some glass because we still promoting. Uh, check out my man Gino Mays for the beats and we got a new album coming out and don't forget uh, it's going to be alright uh, uh, Faded Tattoos that song is still ready we still finna shoot a video for that uh, yeah so other than that let me tell you what's been going on you know I haven't been dropping a bunch of them we're on episode 29 we're, we're coming up on the one year mark so I think about 30 or 40 episodes a year I think it's like 50 something weeks in a year so I got to catch up but you know, we were doing really good. I've got a lot of positive feedback in the time that I've been doing the show. And I'm definitely going to keep it going because, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, a lot of people want to hear it. And like I said, with this radio opportunity, you know, who knows what that could turn into. But uh, we're not going to hold you up with all the technicalities. Let me see. Is there anything else i like to talk about in the beginning of these? We did the website, plugged everybody, told you what time it was. 
Yeah, so anyways, I got my main man, Skin Tight, a.k.a. Scott Free, a.k.a. Slimmy Hempsticks, a.k.a. my homeboy, my mentor, and my brother, you know, my uncle. So, uh, got him back, and we just kind of chopped it up and talked one night. He came by when I got home later in the evening, you know, and we just did what we did, chopped it up, talked about a lot of good stuff, and really vibed out. And I got to get with him. I got to get with him, hopefully, before this one drops. Because, you know, he's working on a lot of new music right now, a lot of different projects, a lot of different, you know, creative things that he's invited me to be a part of. So I definitely want to take part in, in those opportunities. Uh, but hold up, let me let me click on the uh, web page just so I can see. Yeah, get the uh, I got the uh, thumb tag up here so I can make sure I got it all right. So we finna get into it right now, people. And like I said, next time you hear me, it may be on your local radio station. So stick with your boy. Uh, but let's get down to the business end of it. Episode 29, Funk With Me with Scott Free. Go get up! I'm thinking about the good old days Now quick they slip away But I'ma be fine, I'ma be fine, I'ma be alright Slide it up and let it roll Let it burn real slow Cause we all know it's gonna be alright. I think we should be good here. Let's make sure. Yep, everything seems to be good, sir. So we're gonna fire it off. So, anyways, we've had kind of been talking about a lot of stuff before we actually hit the record button. So we're just in the realm of talking about how MCA had a lot of mafia ties back mm-hmm. in the day and ripped off a lot of people and taught people how to rip off a lot of people oh yeah well well a guy named morris levy morris levy is famous he was gonna do jail time but he he died before he did any jail time but ah. uh he was the founder of roulette records and uh he was he, he helped the chess brothers he was a friend of the chess brothers and uh you know both found out that they had double books, which a lot Stealing of people... Stealing his money. Yeah. Or hiding, hiding his success yeah. from him. That's pretty dirty. And they only had double books just in case the artist wanted to see them. Of course, you know, most artists never looked at... Even thought about asking about a book. I would think yeah. it would be for like the IRS or for tax evasion, mm-hmm. you know, because if you're not paying the artist, you're probably not paying the IRS either. Yeah. You know, one would assume. Mm-hmm. You know what? We can probably. Can you see if you can open that door? Yeah. That'll probably give us a little bit of airflow. Yeah, a little circulationo. That'll work. Man, I'm just so used to heat, man. Okay, I'm as you can tell by my house, I'm, I'm a Floridian, bro. <laughs> Shit, I'm from spoiled. Connecticut. When I was <laughs> when I was six, and I came to Florida and saw palm trees in November, I'm like, this is where I'm moving. This is home. <laughs> So, now, another thing I want to talk to you about is the last time we were here, we began telling the story of how you met Prince's English teacher, and I believe went to a concert and had dinner with her, but we did not finish it. And since then, uh, Prince has transitioned, which is, you know, as soon as I heard it, I thought of you. Um, And I just kind of wanted to take a moment to talk about it, because another thing we were talking about before we started recording is how a lot of young guitar enthusiasts overlook who their hero's hero was. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a young guy at work, and he was telling me that he felt like uh, Dimebag Daryl 
influenced every guitar player you know that came out after the 90s mm-hmm. and i was like well in your opinion that may be so and i mean, I don't know that may be so but i said who influenced don bad daryl and yeah. then who influenced that guy yeah and then he's so young we're gonna have to ask who influenced that guy mm-hmm. you know and with prince passing i know a lot of people respect him as a musician but a lot of people just don't understand how incredible of a guitar player he was right and you were telling me earlier that sometimes people to his caliber don't always just noodle and shred mm-hmm. because that's not really what it's about you right. know playing hyper technical music with no soul is mm-hmm. you know faith without works you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah. it's dead mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so I mean what are your thoughts on that man because I know you were heavily influenced a lot by well, artists yeah there um, well I was taught uh, very early on because um, you know I was called the prodigy and you know when I was 17 years old I learned the not just knee deep solo by Funkadelic note for note at 17 and I was so good with that solo. And if you listen to the solo, it's like a, a six, seven minute guitar solo. So note for note means you play the entire thing from the beginning to the end. So at 17 years old, I played. Et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, when you hear not just knee deep, you hear that Mike Hampton solo. So I had that solo in my fingers at 17. And then I tackled the solo on Hot Stuff by Radio, which I did that note for note. And that was my thing. You know, I did note for note solos. And that solo got me in a a place in a a band in, in Rhode Island that I auditioned for with 17 other guitar players and I got the gig because I just said hey you guys know not just knee deep and they said yeah but we never played and I just said well let's do the guitar solo and just follow me and the band did and the rest is history and um, that solo is all about phrasing Mike Hampton solo that's why you could learn it yeah you gotta play it like a thousand times one part a thousand times another part 500 times you know but it the phrasing is important because Mike what Mike was doing was he was doing the same thing Eddie Hazel did with Maggot Brain which is what Maggot Brain by Funkadelic you know no, I mean I know the song what was he doing he was he was making a solo that would be classic that would be something that you could listen to and hear something new every step of the way now if he had done a solo where he just says how many people have something to listen to when you are listening to like 30 notes hitting you in five seconds people just hear a block of notation generally even musicians hear a block of notation a block of stuff and um, what's the point of a block of a block of notes coming at you you know flash if you're trying to be flashy, you know, that works. But if you're trying to appeal to somebody's emotion, you know, sometimes you have to slow it down a little bit, you know, and, and let people savor something. Give them something to hang on to. Uh, try to pull them into your realm of wow. understanding, you know. Yeah. And so you know when somebody doesn't have any substance, they talk fast. 
and they get off the subject real quick because a lot of people that don't know anything, Donald Trump, a lot of people just talk very fast and yeah. they talk loud and they just say a lot of cliche-ish phrases like, we're going to do this and we're going to do that and, you know, yeah, he should have got his butt kicked and, you know, they, they say <laughs> that bullshit instead of the substance. Yeah. And, you know, when you slow it down a little bit and you you know, have a conversation with somebody, then you can really see what they're all about. And the same thing goes for music. I want to have a conversation. I don't want to just yell at you when yeah. I'm playing. And you know, that makes a lot of sense because something that you said that is so true is when people talk a lot, like I'm talking about those people that marathon talk a lot. They, mm -hmm. they don't give you a chance to talk in. Like they're then to ask you a question and answer it. How you doing today? Man, I know you're doing good. And da 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 And then half the shit they say is a lie. They're fa it's called fast talking. I mean, on the street, that's what we try. Oh, I'm a fast talk mm -hmm. that person. Well, you just you confuse them right. so quick that they're they're going along with something before they know what's going on. And, and let maybe me tell that's you, what's happening in the music. It's like and in 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 courtrooms and in courtrooms and in legislative, um, you know, the the, the legislative bodies, le legislative bodies. Yeah, and I any, mean, in everywhere. Yeah. I mean, the police is a prime example. Yeah. How can you get arrested for resisting arrest? Yeah. <laughs> What were you arresting me for in the first? Stop resisting. Resisting what, bitch? I ain't broke yeah. the law. You're like attacking me. Yeah. I saw a thing up today <coughs> that was saying a uh, cop got let off for beating up guy. It says, I said, put your hands behind your back, not resist. Okay, now I understand that. I don't know what the situation was leading up to that. But my question is, what was the situation leading up to that? Because a lot of times they want to handcuff you and then get the shit squared away. Yeah. But mm -hmm. my thing is, as an American citizen... You're not handcuffing old people out there in the suburbs first. You're right. talking to them. So talk right. to everybody. Play fair. Yeah. So, but, you know, I feel like even on Facebook, some of the fast talkers or fast posters mm -hmm. out there who are always trying to make it seem like, and I and I They're understand, and, and I understand there are real situations to where, okay, if I'm a cop, I'm in a dangerous area, I may have to be a little aggressive because I want to go home tonight. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, if you're more concerned with your safety than the constitution than your job then you need to be doing it right because the job isn't to protect yourself the job is to protect the citizenry yeah. and it's really to uphold the constitution mm -hmm. so if you're so afraid of dying that you may violate the constitution and just get away with it because you're a cop then quit right you know because fuck you know i don't want to die because you're scared and that's more important to you than me yeah you know the whole point of it is, is that you're protecting me and you put yourself second. That's why you're a hero. And if you weren't concerned about yourself, then you're not a fucking hero. You're just a motherfucker who worried about itself. And and the sad part about that, because of our age difference, mm -hmm. the sad part about that is racism eclipses what a police officer is hired to do. Protect the citizenry. You see yourself as the citizenry. They see you as somebody that they will not have any contact with once they take the uniform off. Mm -hmm. And if they do the job like that, then it's just a job. Yeah. See, here's the hypocrisy. They wanna be tough and go home to their families every night after being a policeman, but those same ones will go put their life on the line in the name of the United States over in Iraq and Afghanistan and and uh, you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. and then it's patriotic yeah 
But when it's dealing with a U.S. citizen, but it's dealing with it's a like, U.S. Hey, you citizen, to, you need to be home. You need to come home. They're doing it. They're 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 warring with the U.S. citizens like they war with Iraqis, with foreigners, insurgents, with you know foreigners. You know, right. with outside threats. Exactly. And you know that's maybe that's why they call Chicago Chirac because it's a war yeah. zone. Yeah. And and I'm not going to be ignorant. I know in a lot of those places, a lot of people in impoverished conditions are just uneducated ignorant kids with no dads and the shit is ugly and and why are they you have to and you have to say why, why are, are they? they well you got well, the drug, you know well, you got the 80s the it drug war it started so long ago man it started so long ago Haiti could be a tourist destination in the world but they should have done that back in the 30s or 40s yeah but, but they're punishing. But them. you have to remember Cuba punishment. Well, you have to remember they're going to punish Haiti forever for what they did to France because yeah. they said no. You can. They're showing us this is what happens. Right. When you stand up, exactly. You can have your little half a rock, but we're going to make it uncomfortable. Right. Because look at the Dominican and, and and they got help from other civilized nations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, you know because. Today, what could very well happen is Russia could go in today and make huge financial investments. China, in Haiti, in Cuba. In Haiti, in Cuba. China can go in and make huge financial investments because they don't, they're, they're standing up to the United States yeah. because they're turning what the United States and, and, and the UK and these nations in the um, European nations who got together financially and said we're going to control this wealth mm -hmm. this way and keep it away from third world hands now they're giving them their own medicine back mm -hmm. that's pretty much what's happening and we shall see how it all plays out like China said the other day some world tribunal said, you know, China's wrong for what they're doing in in the South Pacific mm -hmm. with this island situation. China said they're going to ignore that. Now, what you going to do? It's their hemisphere. We're going to ignore what you said. You know, deal with what you got to deal with. Yeah, this is my <laughs> shit, my hemisphere. But my thing is, is I feel like that is that is real uh, autonomy. Yeah, because. Why should they have? We don't listen to everybody every time. Right. I listen to foreign, like I got this shit where you can listen to news from everywhere. I got this mm -hmm. thing called Cody, and you listen to local news from everywhere, so it's not even filtered through yeah. the American lens. Yeah. And I was like, man, I watched that shit for like 15 minutes and it blew my mind. I mm -hmm. saw news from African cities. Yeah. You know, not nations, but mm -hmm. the real local news. Like, yeah. what are these people really talking about? Yeah. And I'm like, man, that shit looked pretty straight over there. Like, I was looking at some videos of Africa, and I'm like, it looks just like here. Gas station streets. Yeah. Nikes, Jordans, motherfuckers trying mm -hmm. to be fresh. Yeah. Wasting money on dumb shit. It's mm -hmm. not always tribal people, but they'll make you think the whole continent is like the Appalachian here. Yeah. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So my next question, and I don't even know what we're going to call this podcast. We're going to go all over the world. Is how can we invest in that continent, man? Because I feel yeah. like China's investing in it really big. Mm -hmm. Everybody's investing in it or warring in it to get control of them resources. Right. Or and we're or getting left out, man. Or won't give up control of resources. Yeah. You know, yeah. like the bears is still there. The bears is, yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? BP I, is there. But your boy Mugabe, he's a thug. Oh, yeah. Mugabe's well, a gangster. He, he deals with gangsters. Mugabe's like, they no just gay people here. Matter of fact, at <laughs> well, the end yeah, of the year, all the oil companies getting the fuck out. Fuck it. Try to kill yeah. me. You know? But he'll be dead, too. But they'll start saying he's killing his own people like they did Gaddafi. Yeah. You know, they'll assassinate. Look at Libya. Failed state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gaddafi was so bad. Libya failed yeah. state. Saddam was Lib- so bad. Lib- Iraq yeah. failed state. Mm-hmm. Syria. If they would have took the guy out of Syria, it'd yeah. be a failed state. It, it, yeah, they but they no, wanted they wanted Bashir out so badly, and now now he we're we're together. It's so yeah. confusing. Yeah, it's so confusing. Al Qaeda was bad. Now Al Qaeda's helping. You know, against it's, ISIS, which yeah, it came yeah. into, which it turned into. But the <laughs> couple motherfuckers that still say they Al Qaeda, we gonna fuck with them again. Well, but, but you know what? These you know what these labels get. You know when, when you. Yeah, funding. That's what the labels get. <laughs> it's just like because you know you you've seen it before. I met a guy who told me I don't know if it was true, but he told me a a, a real fantastic story about how you know okay. what I do since I speak Pashti and other uh, Arab languages. That's what my specialty is. I get dropped off in a plane with a sack full of cash and I go to a village. And I pay for information. That's what dude told me. Now I don't know how much of it's true, how much of it's fantasy, <laughs> but um, but I'm saying, well, I can. I bet you that has happened. There was a time when an American wasn't afraid to get dropped down amongst some, you know, camel herding Bedouin. Um, yeah. you know, you know, uh, herdsmen or something. Herdsmen, yeah. I mean, you know, was, they ain't got no guns. They might have a sword, but I got you know the M sixteen. And it's not a historical beef yet. No, no, right. You know the historical beef yeah. hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah, but now, but now it's all changed. It's yeah. all changed now. Yeah. They're manipulating the whole scene. But you know, to rewind it and reel it all back, you know, one of the main things I'm trying to see right now, especially with this election, is how the American people are going to play after the election goes down because I feel like this election, like all of them, are pretty divisive. Yeah. Uh, I definitely feel like Trump represents people who are pro-white, mm-hmm. white supremacists, and people mm-hmm. will say, Courtney, how dare you say that? How you say Trump represents American values, you know, conservative values. Here's my only thing about Trump. He's a guy who comes from his father's wealth. And he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's historical white supremacy. Right. We're living off of old wealth, mm-hmm. you know, probably made off the backs of others, right. acting like we well, did the absolutely. shit ourselves, absolutely. and talking a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't support Hillary Clinton either because I think she's a good old boy, right. old school. She's Bill Clinton in a pantsuit. You know, and, you know, she's grimy too. So mind you, if those are the two people, I'm going to have to make some tough decisions. Yeah. But my thing with the people who support Trump, and you know, you see the memes on the internet, this, that, and the third is, is one, he has no history of voting. Mm-hmm. So you would have to look at where he's put his money at in the past in politics to really know what he's about. Yeah. Because he doesn't have a record. At least you can say this is what Bernie Sanders, this is what Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. this is what Ted Cruz, this is what any of those right. people did because they have a, a record. Right. But he doesn't really have a record. Yeah. And to me, I feel like he represents white people who are scared. And who know that they are really the minority on the entire planet. My neighbor across the street. (laughs) 
I mean, the dude is the nicest guy in the world, but he is afraid. I mean, I'm I, I'm here. You know, he's about uh, seventy four years old. Okay. And I'm I'm. He already, you know, we already talked about it. I told him I wasn't voting for Trump. You know, about six months ago or so, and uh, so he hasn't talked about it. You know, we don't really talk about the candidates that much on that level because I have a feeling that he was going to vote for Trump, right? So what I know is um, he wanted to buy a mannequin from my wife and so he came over and got the mannequin. I was inside the house and... He wanted to buy a mannequin? Yeah. Okay, we'll come back to that. All right. (laughs) Uh, You know, clothes mannequin. Okay. And and, um, my wife was telling him I'm not voting for Donald Trump. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. And I just would have told the dude, you know what? It is so cliche for, and so easy for you to vote for Donald Trump. Why don't you do something that you wouldn't, that is not following <coughs> the crowd? Okay. You know, your crowd. Because homeboy came to me like I come from a multi-racial family. I, you know, when, when my my friends in the military, my black friends couldn't get in an establishment, I said, we're out of here. We ain't going in. So I'm like, well, if that's who you are, what happened? How can you not see through Donald Trump? Hmm. What did he say? No, this is what I got to ask him. Okay. Because I know now who he's voting for. He's voting for Trump. Yeah. Well, you know, and here's my thing with Trump, because I don't think everything about Trump is quote unquote negative. I will be honest with you. I could see myself voting for Trump if he didn't say the dumb shit he said. Exactly. If he and just I came off differently. Because like they could <laughs> sell him to me a certain way. Like in my mind, I'm like, OK, he could represent, you know, the American businessman you know hard working yeah he came from his daddy money but you know he didn't blow it you know right and he's just trying to you know pull us all together yeah you know he could have been a physical conservative and a social moderate which he pretty much is Mm -hmm. but he he came off in the beginning he he did an island iverson in the beginning Mm -hmm. what he did is he went hard left Build a wall. Yeah. Mexicans rape people. Muslims is niggas or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know. And then not even to cross back over and be like, well, listen, guys. You know, right. I said a lot of things <laughs> to get it, your attention. Right. But now let's be serious. Mm-hmm. But my problem is when he pulls that move, I like the let's be serious. But I still remember the build the wall. We can't forget the it. ban the Muslims. Because it's a lot of the people that bought into that who are still on the bandwagon. So Trump supporters, I'm not 100% against Trump. It's just that when you say stupid stuff like build a wall, do a this, do a that. You know what else tripped me out? Some of the motherfuckers that's Trump supporters don't even got their own place. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, how in the fuck is you a Trump supporter and you not even your own person yet? Mm -hmm. And you grown. Yeah. You're a grown man. You don't have your own place. 
And you talking about make America great again, but you're not encapsulating these values within your own life. Mm-hmm. That's the most shit that annoyed me. Because I'd be at work with a motherfucker and they on their cell phone while they working, but they talking about make America great again. And I'm like, well, that uh, guy from the Philippines over there who ain't stopped yet, mm-hmm. he's making America great. You slowing us the fuck down. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then they got the jokes. But see, that, that hello, white America. And when I say white America, I'm not talking about people <laughs> of European descent. Because there's no place called white land. Mm-hmm. So just because you have less melanin than another doesn't mean you white. And you'll find that out soon enough. Because white folks will let you know when you're not white. You oh, think yeah. you're white, <laughs> but you will find out. I had a person find out that the other day. They got discriminated against because of tattoos and piercings. I said, yeah, you thought you was white, didn't you? He mm-hmm. said, what did you say? I said, I'm sorry. It must be starting to you that those white folks showed you that you're a minority now. Welcome. you see what i'm saying yeah but um i think that's what donald trump is bringing to the table Mm -hmm. but now listen to this what's what i feel like is going to happen now is that as soon as the shit get down to about october the fbi is going to drop a bomb on hillary clinton ass by them emails because that shit is dead wrong you can't get around it yeah you can't get around it people Mm -hmm. she fucked up yeah and i think they're holding that bomb back and then we may end up Mm-hmm. With a president Donald Trump, yeah, we may. But I'm 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 a tough dude, man. You know, yeah. I, I can I think I can withstand a lot because we've already withstood yeah, a lot. And and, and and the thing that the weird part about it is Donald Trump's gonna get elected president. But you see how much dislike people have for Barack Obama? They'll have more for Trump. They'll have more dislike for Trump. <laughs> and then, it is gonna be a bad period. For the United States of the world. You think just being at war is a bad period? If you have a leader as dis- divisive as he's been, man. This shit may turn into the Hunger Games, man. <laughs> because watch this. When George Bush left, he left an absolute fucking mess. Mm-hmm. Barack Obama's leaving and gas is under $3. Shit, people is all right. Interest rates yeah. low. Stock market above where it was when he went in. And people said America needs to be made great again. Mm-hmm. That's the great illusion. Yeah. Bush left this place in shambles with wars happening. Fucking gas, $3 and shit. Interest rates going up. Fucking stock market going down. Great mm-hmm. recession. Now, motherfuckers is eating out once a week minimum and shit again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Buying houses and shit. Everything is everything. Getting raises and shit. And we need to make America great again. So watch. Trump's going to get in there and... Shit is just going to get weird. But what I can say is that the beautiful thing about our Constitution is, is it's three arms of government. So Check, no president. I was, I was thinking that. The checks and, balances, checks and balances. No president can really make great, great. I mean, look at even Barack Obama. He did a lot of executive orders, not the most in history. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, he didn't tear the shit down. Yeah. It's pretty okay right now, guys. Yeah. Even with the health care thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still pretty okay. Yeah, they got lawsuits going, man. But you know what? It's still okay. People Government operation is never going to be perfect. It's too big. Yeah. It's too too many departments, man. It's just too big. There's not enough money to fund it all. And it ebbs, ebbs and flows. This department gets taken care of. 
this four years with that administration, this, these departments get greater focus, you know, women's issues and, and abortion rights and, and, you know, the yeah. financial focus moves here, financial focus moves there. NASA got got things going to the Kuiper Belt yeah. that cost like 70 up to 100 billion, you know what yeah. I'm saying? You know, and you can like solve the world's problems with that kind of money. You know, and we're not who's going to benefit from information from the Kuiper Belt. Yes, it's cool. It's cool. Like Funkadelic is cool. <laughs> yeah. But who, who but you benefit from a Funkadelic cool. But you know what I'm saying? It's intriguing. We know that ammonia swirls are on the surface of Jupiter, <coughs> Jupiter's moon and Io's frozen maybe with life. But <laughs> You could solve world problems with that sort of money. My neighbor tells me about going to Vietnam and, you know, when he was sober, he had one story about how I wouldn't shoot a man's livestock because that's food. Mm -hmm. And then he has too much to drink and says, I hope my bullets missed every target. Why? And how, you know, we just had the, sometimes we were worried about dropping over across enemy lines, behind enemy lines. And so we'd burn the gun. So we, you know, pull the trigger. Oh, get it. Burn the gun, throw the gun overboard, lighten the load. Or to keep the gun, three minute bursts. You know, so the barrels wouldn't get too hot and uh, to lighten the ammunition load because each thing is 700 pounds. So, you know, here's two different stories. It's like he's selling me the good image, the image of I come, I'm in a multi-racial uh, family. You know, I, I haven't, <laughs> if, if my black friends couldn't go in a spot, you know, I wasn't no, going I in. Go. I'm not from the United <laughs> States. I'm from Canada and okay. we don't have the same racial division i wouldn't kill a man's livestock because that's his his well yeah also it, i fucking set acres and acres of vietnam on fire with 50 cow shells hope we didn't hit <laughs> women children and fucking livestock i don't know putting about a thousand rounds into that field there hope there's nobody there i saw a candle right. yeah it, it, well it's, it's wild man i mean and, that and is the I'm duality like, it, i know and it's like it's almost like a fight for control of the psyche of a democracy because everybody for Donald Trump what they say is wealth is good for everybody okay and but the history is greedy people keep wealth for themselves look at Donald Trump okay although people will say he just raised six million dollars for the vet he raised it he should have just donated it okay there you go, because he has the bread. Um, but That's my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's cool to raise it, but, but kick in six million and give him twelve. You know, and I guess the controversy is they're saying that he didn't disclose where he got the funds from, and then some people are saying, "Well, why are you worrying about disclosing it? He just gave six million dollars to people legitimately." And I guess, and here's the good part: mm -hmm. he did distribute it. It wasn't like uh, operating costs and all this other bullshit. Yeah. He fucked around and gave like the Red Cross. Yeah, he and, gave uh, like Salvation you know eighty Army to ninety percent of the money to people. So yeah. that's legit respect, Donald Trump, because mm -hmm. I don't dislike him as a person, and I understand that he is 
a reality TV personality, right? And he's an actor, so he's doing what Reagan did. Mm-hmm. You everybody forgets that he had the TV show, which means that he's been through coaching, he's mm-hmm. been through classes, and he's been taught how to look act, at the camera, <laughs> how to create a persona, mm-hmm. how to create a persona, yeah. how to keep people's attention. In this age of reality TV. Right. Oprah so now, put him in great light when she interviewed him. Okay. So now, he's in a situation to where I know how these people absorb information. Mm-hmm. These new motherfuckers, right? Yeah. These millennials. Mm-hmm. I know how they absorb. I know how to get them attracted to it. And, and I'm going to say the stuff that all white people like to hear. Yeah. So you got Honey Boo Boo. Mm-hmm. And... You know the KKK yeah. one. I don't know. I'm not trying to be. You know and Sarah but, Palin and, and, and Sarah Palin and all this shit in one. But like I said, I'm not saying I dislike him as a person. Yeah. I just don't like the persona he created to run with. Had right. he created a different persona, I would yeah. probably support him. Yeah. You know because he would have drawn in a different base. The mm-hmm. KKK guy David Duke wouldn't have been behind him. Yeah. You know yeah. you're drawing him yeah. in. Oprah so, would be behind him. Oh, is Oprah still behind him? No. No, I'm saying she would be behind okay, him. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, if he had said the right thing. But yeah. you can't, you can't, you know, you can't attach yourself to something that is, you know, is ludicrous. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, we've gone through the information age. People are just wiser. The people that wanted to get wiser are wiser. Are wiser. Now, me, when I was a child, I knew about discrimination because that's what my father fought against racial equality okay. so I was aware of racial equality where some of my friends that I went to school with weren't aware that the races were unequal they didn't think about it when I went to school with uh, Tom Meskel, Governor Meskel's son man and, and Igor Sikorsky they didn't think anything about me being black they didn't associate with any black people it's no big deal to them I'm just a different dude we talk the same way you know, um, they did damage to the house because they, you know, they were crazy white boys. I'm like, you know, I ain't kicking no hole in the wall. That's y'all do that. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> it's so. Um, they back then, man. They didn't even think about the polarization of the society because they had control of it with ease. Nowadays. There's more. There's a greater fight for it. There's more push because I, you know, I told people when you talk about pulling a Confederate flag down, you're gonna get a pushback. That's what Correct. I said to my neighbor before I figured out who he really was. Before I knew who he really was, he, you know, when he put that first facade on that I, I went with for a little while, I told him, yeah, you know, because he was like, no, I we're not for the confederate flag this and that and i'm like okay cool you shouldn't be for it because they ain't got nothing there's nothing proud about a southern heritage built out of a war over enslaving people and killing them also here's the thing that i tell people especially people in the military who support the confederate flag being flown i mean i support it being kept in in, in a historical value if you Mm want to have it inside of a place in a museum yeah but when you put it on top of a building flying it flying the colors that means something historically flying colors mean something people do your research but at any rate here's my thing we have indigenous nations seminoles and stuff Mm -hmm. and they have land and they're considered a sovereign nation operating on the american land just like the united states is a sovereign nation operating on this american land Mm -hmm. 
okay, so the Confederates were a quote-unquote rebellious, sovereign, semi-foreign, foreign nation on mm -hmm. American land. So to fly a foreign nation's flag on United States building doesn't make sense. You don't fly Native American flags on top of the buildings. Right. You may mm -hmm. have it in the yard because mm -hmm. you display shit. You know that line of yeah. flagpoles. But when you say, "Oh, this is our state building and we're flying a state flag," and then the Confederate flag, well, that's a foreign nation's flag. Mm -hmm. You know, because those people weren't part of the United States of America. They were yeah. part of the Confederate States of America. That would be like saying we're gonna fuck with Canada mm -hmm. or Mexico. We're trying to build a wall. Yeah. So a wall, we're gonna a wall between the north and the south. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you know, I don't know. So to me, I just think the whole Confederate flag thing is, you know, first of all, it's a distraction. Mm -hmm. One because to a degree, it's not really that important in the day to day operations of things. Right. But on a scholarly and technical and a subconscious level of seeing it being flown, mm -hmm. there's no point for it. Yeah. You know, there's really no point for it. There's no point to be remaking roots. Yeah. Because to me, they indoctrinate us with two things in this country, Nazi history and slave history. You will mm -hmm. always know about the Nazis. History Channel will make sure of that. Yeah. And you'll always know about slavery. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but my whole thing is, is we should never forget about slavery. But in remembering it, I feel like we forget about everything that happened before it. You know, first of all, mm -hmm. there was a big time Arab enslavement that mm -hmm. was a thousand years long. Which yeah. dwarfs the European enslavement that everybody wants to get caught up on. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know? And then, before that, it was just fucking go time. You know, back yeah. to the beginning of civilization. But mm -hmm. we've forgotten that before the Arab enslavement to the beginning of civilization part. Mm -hmm. And we just deal with this European enslavement part. You know? And a lot of people yeah. on Facebook have been like, can we stop making slave movies and just make gods of Egypt with black people instead of white people. Mm -hmm. Make the mummy with black people instead of white people. The new X-Men, Age of Apocalypse, they in Egypt with white people and no black people. Yeah. You know, so mm -hmm. can we just can we just get that history right? Maybe we can do one on Cordoba. Yeah. All on the loose. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe we can do something on Timbuktu. You know, show these gigantic universities and libraries that got all the books burned down. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe that will help some shit get better. Yeah. You know. But, you know, but that's... I think the, what, for me, the European connection is uh, based on the disproportionate uh, access to financial wealth in the world. Currently or historically? Yeah, currently, yeah. Because this has all been done since the beginning of the United States of America. This was all planned to be this way. Yeah, you, know, you know, from but, the very beginning you know, of the United States. But, and, but with that being said, I still firmly believe that if any individual learns the rules to the game and applies themselves, mm -hmm. you can get in there and fuck with them. You know, yeah. because the key of it is, is that you know none of this stuff is new. Commerce mm -hmm. is not new. Right. Capitalism is not new. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's no more land and there's no more minerals being created. Just mm -hmm. like I said, nobody ever, ever, ever talks about investing in land and trying to get minerals in America or Africa or any other little continent where you have poor people sitting on top of minerals that want to sell their land. Yeah. You know, that's the game that they play. Yeah. You know, and it's like, what games are we playing? Getting Jordans and bullshit. Mm -hmm. You know, like, can I go buy 300 acres for the low and then sell yeah. some mining rights and get a piece? You know, because mm -hmm. that's the game that they're playing. And I, you know, and I bet it's not very hard to do. 
I was watching yeah. the NPR thing and said how easy it is to get an offshore bank account. They pretty much fucking told you how to do it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I know. They're probably... Uh Lots of information and it, about and how it's to do fair. it. fair. I mean, yeah. it's legal. It's not <laughs> illegal. Yeah. The shit is written. The tax code is written so that you can do it. Mm-hmm. You just go there, get you an LLC there, da 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 and pump the money there. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it's weird trying to, but with Bitcoin, you can even get it. Yeah. You know, but that's the game everybody else is playing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're worried about transgender fucking bathrooms, which is a joke. Yeah. Which is not an issue. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. What the fuck? It's a smoke screen. Oh, the fucking gorilla. <laughs> which I'm love. Thank y'all, everybody who makes the memes about the gorilla. I love that shit. I didn't. E- I haven't even seen it on the news yet. I don't have cable. But thank you for the people who make the gorilla memes. Those are great. I love them. <laughs> the the uh, ob- have you seen the obituary? No. It's fucking great. It's just it's pure comedy. Yeah. You I know. Check it out. It's craziness, man. It's craziness. But we were also talking about uh about Prince's passing earlier. Mm-hmm. And did you hear anything about them breaking in his house and stealing some shit like right after he passed? No. Okay, maybe that's just some Facebook chatter. Uh, yeah, I I um have not heard anything factual factual okay. about anybody breaking in. What I did hear was that the uh estate management administrator Check. um went into his vault. And, That's you know, okay. Had had the lock removed because he was the only one with the combination, and so you know. He, well, that almost sounds like some shit got dying. stolen. You know. Well, I mean, the thing about that is, who's present when that happens? It's important. It's really important in the world that we live in. You know, like based on our conversation, we started talking about music, but everything we've talked about. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um. It's important who's present when you open up a person's personal vault that they are the only person with the combination to. Who was present? It's just like finding out who was present when his body was discovered. You know, they're trying to keep my man out of prison. Mm-hmm. Conefield's son, who is who's de- delivering the buna effort or whatever that stuff is. Uh, to a supposed doctor to administer the prince. Oh, okay. I didn't even hear about that part. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because Cornfield couldn't go, so his son went. I think his name's Cornfield. I'm not sure, but... Uh, really? Yeah, you know, the, the doctor who is the pain specialist. Oh, the pain management person? Yeah. And so, that yeah. shit. And he sent his son, and, and so his son wrote this emotional statement that was on the internet yesterday. yesterday and it was yeah and it was weird because you know prince did the song nothing compares and uh the name of this thing was uh i can't remember the name of it but it kind of reminds you of that uh, title if you look when you look it up later and he just laid out this whole thing about how, as a child, he watched his father, you know, change people's lives. And, you know, he sounded like a very learned man, you know. Yeah. But he's not a doctor. And he doesn't have a license to dispense any medication. He's especially not a doctor. across state lines. Not his son. His son okay. is the one that discovered Prince on the floor of the elevator. Whoa. And, um,. Yeah, he's, he's trying to, lawyers trying to keep him out of trouble. Because you know, ah. they, they have hired a defense attorney. 
Well, if he doesn't have a license, but he did have the medication, and okay. even, even Doctor Kohnfeld's not even licensed to administer the uh, medication outside Rip. of uh, the uh, his state he lives in. Was he? Was it? Was the medicine administered outside the state he lives in? Well, they didn't give it to him, but they took it there and so they were going to give it to supposedly give it to a doctor who was going to administer the, uh, the treatment medicine. to Prince yeah uh, so it's kind of murky but, but they don't you know they don't have any doctor man. <laughs> to dem- <laughs> they don't so have anybody's what is name, your like, take on them trying to play Prince like a drug addict man well I'm he, not he, really feeling that based on yeah. the stuff I've heard him say and what people who knew him their testimonies I'm like I don't personally feel like Prince came off to me like a drug addict. No, because like maybe you know Bobby Brown. Like, okay, I can buy yeah. that. You know, but like, yeah, oh, he seemed kind of conscious. Yeah, the thing is, man, an accidental overdose happens when it's administered by a hospital, so or yeah, a nurse. That's the truth, or a doctor. And so, um, you know, it just takes reading something improperly, or printing something improperly, or not. You know, and, and so. If you don't understand how a chemical is metabolized in your body, it's very easy. I understand the die from fentanyl because it's so powerful. But um, it's just like uh, the country is addicted to violence. The country's addicted to hip hop. The country's addicted to fentanyl. You know what I'm saying? Oxycodone. Because <laughs> it's truth. legal. And it's prescribed by doctors in the pharmaceutical industries like the diamond industry. You know what I'm saying? It's like NASA. <laughs> you have to ask you know yourself, how does it even, what, how much does it even cost to make that stuff? Because they're just pulling in money hand over fist <clears throat> while destroying lives. It's legal. It's like alcohol and cigarettes. It's legal. It's commerce, capitalism, you know, it's legal. Somebody has got together in a governmental body somewhere and said, okay, you know, we understand cigarettes cause cancer, but right now, yeah, you can be 15 years old and buy them and smoke. <laughs> and maybe 20 years will raise the age up to 21, you know? Because, uh, you know, for many years, you get kids, you see pictures of kids like seven years old smoking. Really? Yeah. In New York City. It's yeah. like, you know, maybe the kids don't, their parents aren't doing too well or something. Maybe their parents are alcoholics or cocaine addicts, you know. But it's like 1920. It doesn't get reported that much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know, and it's a lot of that kind of history that gets forgotten. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Now, now when it happens, it's like so out there everywhere yeah, that, so you know. No. You know, well, seven-year-old kid is on Facebook drinking a beer and smoking a joint. Oh, shit, you effed up. Well, you know, it's a book called Sex and Race by, um, I can't remember the guy's name. It's called Sex and Race. But it uh, goes into the history of different races in America and just mm-hmm. all kind of, it's Sex and Race, I think it's, it's not by Budge, but I forgot who it's by. Check it out, people. Mm-hmm. But it talks a lot about when the Irish first came over here and how mm-hmm. they were perceived mm-hmm. and the juvenile correction system was created as a response to the young Irish kids that were just out of control mm-hmm. 
um, the vehicle called the paddy wagon. Yeah. You know, the large mm-hmm. vehicle when it's they had riots yeah. and stuff. Paddy wagon. The fighting Irish. Mm-hmm. You know, they said there were times when a lot of the brothels would be filled with, filled with Irish girls from 11 to 14 mm-hmm. and shit, you know. So, a lot of stuff we forget. You know, some of the same ghettos that, you know, your Hispanics and your Cubans or your those people may be in now were yeah. previously occupied by black people, right. which we're was previously, previously occupied, occupied by, by Italians, Ital- which was previously and, occupied and by Jews. Irish mm-hmm. and Jews. Mm-hmm. You know, but we forget that the young people don't know the history, so they think ghetto and they think black. I hear ghetto and think Jewish. Yeah. You know what same, I'm saying? Same with me, yeah. But other people say, that's so ghetto. And I'm like, well, where the fuck is the Nazis at? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's so ghetto about that? Maybe that's urban. Maybe that's in the city. Maybe you're just saying that's African-American and you just want to put it down. So you're calling it ghetto. I don't know. What does ghetto mean? Well, the Matter images fact, they oh, why see. Why don't you say it's trailer park? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She's not ghetto. She's trailer park. Yeah. You know, but you know, the words play a lot in it and that's why back to this political thing and even back to music the words matter you said and i don't know if it was in this or in the house you was like i can't really get down with a lot of the lyrical content of the hip-hop today Mm -hmm. and i'm like because there really is not a lot you got your kendrick lamar you got your Mm -hmm. uh j cole yeah which i I like you probably have a plethora of other people who Mm -hmm. you just don't have the opportunity to hear because of regional Mm-hmm. Situations. I mean, not yeah. saying the people are not there, but what is pushed at us? I mean, the stuff that is most that I see, that is promoted heavily. Okay, and that is the reason why we have a Chirac because okay. it ain't because of Kendrick Lamar, it ain't because of J Cole. You know what I'm saying? It's because of, of a different element in hip hop in the '90s. The one that they push, the, the violent thug life, element, the, the thug rap. life, the gangster rap. They had a genre of music in the '90s. People called gangster rap, <laughs> which means you rapped about being a fucking killer, murderous gangster, and that was what. Thank was. you, Ice Cube. Thank you, Ice Cube. <laughs> Remember back when girl groups dressed up tough. Like SWV and all them, you'll see them yeah. in baggy pants and bands. Mm-hmm. Even it, the girls was tough. <laughs> and Timberlands and stuff. That's how gangster it was toward Mary the girls. Mary J. Mary J. Blige. Everybody, even the feminine chicks mm-hmm. were like tough because it yeah. was gangster rap. But how many people are in prison because they were raised by gangster rap? Probably because maybe their parents were wrapped up in the cocaine or drinking or working mm-hmm. or just who knows what. But that gang- I seen gangster rap have an effect on a lot of people I know. Because they White weren't growing up people. with the Bible, that rap, the, the music was their Bible, you know. Yeah. And it's, it's like mm-hmm. that to, today, really. exactly. The music, it's been. I've said that music is the Bible for people for so many years, because they don't have religion. The Bible, I mean, that music is their religion. I don't care if it's greaser music from the fifties, and they comb their hair over, and got the fifty-five Chevy. In the pointy shoes, and they can be in Japan. That's their religion. Mm-hmm. That's what they do every day. They like, wake up and put the grease like in the, the air. Like the Wu Tang thing, how Wu Tang yeah. go overseas and people just living this shit in mm-hmm. Hong Kong, and it's like they you think they're in New York, yeah, because that's the the mm-hmm. culture and yeah. culture and religion is really one. And I think that's where this place kind of fails at because they separated culture and religion. Yeah, you know, or mm-hmm. people in their minds. Separate culture and religion. So even religion separated. So religion and that and it cannot win Mm -hmm. because you got to think about it. We finna go. We finna switch gears on them because you got to think about it. 
when you say this is my religion but then I go to work, I go to work, I do this, I do this in my regular life, but on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, mm-hmm. I'm this guy. It's like a separation. It's a, you're creating a battle. Yeah. When in indigenous cultures, your whole 24 hours is there your religion. There was no separation. You yeah. know, when I cook breakfast, this is a religious experience to me. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm not trying to profane how I make these eggs or how I talk to my kids or how I do that. And you know, nobody's perfect. You're going to fuck up. Yeah. But the way you view it is differently. Mm-hmm. You know, versus let me go into church and be clean and be this and think pure in the temple right. and walk outside and yell at this motherfucker that just mm-hmm. cut you off. Yeah. When the temple, <laughs> you never left the temple. The whole yeah. thing is the temple. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So this is a, that brings us to the monks that had the 22 tiger cubs. They had an operation. Oh, frozen bro. in the freeze. But yeah. now hold on now because I heard that they were not selling the parts. They mm-hmm. froze the cubs yeah. to prove that they weren't selling the parts. So they said we have these cubs of the cubs that died and we mm-hmm. have evidence of their bodies. Oh, okay. I mean, or maybe that's just a <laughs> hell of a good spin. Because <laughs> I was like, why do you have a conveyor belt with people processing tiger meat and shrink wrapping it? Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's so they said they're getting charged though, right? I I uh, I think so, yeah. They get in charge. Yeah, because so, they don't play over there, man. Yeah, especially tiger meat and shit. And they breeding tigers and selling tiger baby. And you know how people is with them people who want animal parts for healing mm-hmm. that baby is better. Yeah. You know, that baby mm-hmm. tiger penis yeah. is like fucking <laughs> valuable. If that should have give you a heart on for 10 days. It's like, well, no, you only put like a, a baby, a granule. <gasps> right. Don't even put a pinch. Just put a granule and a teaspoon of water and watch out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and stuff you know oh man I was talking to a lady the other day let me see how country you are do you know about eating clay I've heard of eating clay and chalk okay because it's like some kind of mineral uh, deficiency yeah that a person gets this urge that you know and and people have done it and I'm like I think you die from doing it. No, both of my grandparents are from Georgia. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, I've eaten clay before. Even yeah. in school, I think I ate clay. We mm-hmm. ate some red Georgia clay. But you didn't eat a whole bunch, though. Like no, a, I mean, you just, like, like, a, like a tablespoon. Anything, yeah. No, it's like a tablespoon, a mouthful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Knock it down. Yeah. And uh, Oh, as a, as a dare or? No, as a thing to where you just ate clay. I mean, regularly, yeah. I didn't do it regularly. Yeah. But I've heard it talked about. You know how when you just, you know how when you be around old people and you hear them talking and, yeah. you know, they talk about, you know, all kind of shit. Cow tongues, pig brains, well, clay. Well, cow tongue, yeah. Well, I it, mean, well, it, what's so great, bizarre <laughs> between clay and a cow's tongue? I'm thinking that's <laughs> on the same scale of bizarreness. He's like, well, no, I've never heard of clay, but. A cow tongue. Well, I've actually had cow tongue before, <laughs> man. You know, it's you know, you just take the cow tongue and, and it's it was it's boiled. It's very big. And but it, it it didn't look like cow tongue. It was boiled okay. and peeled. Yeah, and you it tastes peel exactly it. like ham and looks like a piece of ham. Actually, it tastes like ham. Yeah, so it has a, exactly like, a like taste ham. to it. Yeah, that's weird. See, I think that's weird because I've never like my mama is into all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, or maybe it's because it was seasoned like that, but you know. But it's a tongue, so you know. And the thing is that that's you know that's slave food. That's why people survived. Yeah, because scraps. people starve. Like over in Syria, the military's got people cut off and they're starving to death. And uh, that's kept people from starving to death. That's what they did when people were forced to pick cotton and and cut sugar cane. 
know what I'm saying? And that's what the thing that Donald Trump represents that for me because I've had a clarity for such a long time where other people are like, you know, we got two cars and a flat screen and I got a 401k and, you know, my kid can go to private school, but I can go to public school so they can diversify their culture. Okay. My kids are fine, but, you know, I got two cars, no problem, flat screen, you know. Uh, I got a $300,000 house, you know. My, parent, <laughs> my parents got money. Um, you know what I'm saying? We straight. My, yeah, my grandparents had money. Um, <laughs> Yeah, my father did go to private school, but I'm down, you know, I listen to Funkadelic. I, I used to have dreads, you know, but... I smoked weed back yeah. in the day, did a little black tar heroin, yeah. not too long. <laughs> I just vape now, had to cut the dreads off. You know? <laughs> I just vape! <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, you know, so, yeah, Donald Trump is the bad side of that for me, man, because, you know, that's the thing that I, I'm closely attached to that because... It's unbelievable to me that I can still be attached to it with the uh, degree of clarity that I have now. I know that it has an effect on people's attitudes today. And that's how close we are. We're still close to the Holocaust. You know, mm -hmm. it's amazing how close we are to some of these tragedies. And it's amazing how some of these tragedies just happened in the 70s. And some of them just happened in the 90s, you know, and, and it's amazing how close we are to tragedy. We're just not that far from it. And, and there's probably some tragedy up ahead. That's what is scary about Donald Trump is that he doesn't have the humility that a person in the presidential position today should have. The humility and, and, and be humble and not be arrogant because, you know... Um, there are some good people in Chinese government and bad people. There are good people in American government and bad people. Good people in European government and African government and bad people. You know what I'm saying? Um, but to appeal to the worst, you know, what Donald Trump does with that attitude is scare other countries. And so the only thing they have to rely on is the bullies who are going to say, F you, Mr. Trump. And you know it's crazy when you got Putin thinks Trump is cool and so does Kim Jong-il. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So North Korea is down with the United States, the, the, the um, uh, maybe soon to be president. Now what? Now what? <laughs> you know, and then you also have to think, is he doing that as a way to just stir the pot? You never I know. I mean, it's just, it, it's, the world we live in is so crazy. See, <laughs> it is, you know, it's really freaking me out at 54, you know, and I'm just, I'm riding, like, like we were talking before we started recording, man, you know, I, there's a lot of flexibility in me, you know, I know that, uh, my belief is that there are multi-dimensions and man, as long as man is in existence, will never know where space came from. Never. Okay. <laughs> and, I, you know, because when you find out where it came from, you're not going to be a man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. If I you do, you I might did. get there and say, 
oh, okay, this was here before space. <laughs> okay, so, well, what was here before this? And then your brain explodes or you implode. <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you something that that's deep. I don't know if you've ever done mushrooms or acid. Yeah. But uh, when you're on acid, you have these moments where you can look at a pencil. Mm-hmm. And with an understanding of that pencil, you'll understand the universe. And then you look over to your friend and you cannot for the life of you articulate what just happened in your mind. <laughs> but the one thing I have carried away from those experiences is mm-hmm. is that I think that this reality that we experience is a little thing that has self-replicated itself so many times that we have this. Mm-hmm. And it boils down to just that little seed that I can't define, I can't explain, I can't say what it is, but it seems like it's just a principle and upon that principle, everything else is built. And I don't give it a name or a concept because I think that's the beginning of people pretending like they know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And we, like you said, we really don't. Yeah, and never will know. But the, what I Not brought, even Stephen Hawking's, because Stephen Hawking's people like, he knows everything. And Homeboy said, I just don't understand Donald Trump. I know you don't, because you're a man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Homeboy said, uh, like last month, black holes... He believed black holes were uh, uh, passed to other dimensions and universes. And you know what I said? I came up with that one 25, 30 <laughs> years, years ago. ago. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm pretty sure you know a lot of people have <laughs> right. uh, thought about it. I'm pretty sure there are a couple sci-fi movies that have yeah. came across that too. It's like, you know, last night when I fell asleep after watching sci-fi, fell asleep watching sci-fi uh. TV on, I woke up with this epiphany. Black holes, a Stargate is a, you know, it's like, what? So, but, you know, but like you said, we'll never really know until we check out and move on because I think these physical bodies bind us to this existence for yeah. a reason, mm-hmm. you know, but once yeah. it's time to let it go, it's, you know, the traveler must move on, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't, you know, I don't, but that's just my thought process. I could be wrong and I accept that. The thing that yeah. scares me about religion is, is that within belief, they think they're absolutely right. Right. I'm like, that scares me. Yeah. That's the Donald Trump thing. Mm-hmm. And that is my thing with multi-level marketing, mm-hmm. religion, and Donald Trump supporters. They yeah. all have one thing in common. They can believe something yeah. without tangible evidence. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people that go behind Donald Trump are hyper-religious because they've been conditioned to believe things. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that get caught up in multi-level marketing. You ever notice that multi-level marketing schemes is like church? Yeah. Studying. I've had Mm -hmm. access to about 10 of them in my life, and Mm -hmm. I went to a few meetings which resemble church. Yeah. You know, everything. The the, testimonials. um, Yeah, right. um, It's it's strange because I went to one of the first, um, what was it called? Um, What was the very first one? You might be too young to know. And people would get diamonds, and it was, uh, you know, the uh, trickle down. You, you, you be under this couple, put in your five grand, and be under this couple, you know. And this couple was under this group of people, and this group of people was under this group of people, and the money was supposedly trickling down. down. Well, that's no longer in existence, but that's what it was like. It was like the person would come and do a talk, and it would be a testimonial on how to get rich. And 
the whole purpose of the testimonial was to get as many people as possible that were sitting there to go over to the table and write a check for five grand. That's the you know the one I did uh, was Tahitian noni juice. Yep. And the whole thing was is a the thing that bothered me was if this stuff is so good, mm-hmm. why isn't every person here leaving with a complimentary bottle? <laughs> I want a bottle to go try the shit and yeah. drink it. Yeah. And yada yada. So mm-hmm. that's the first thing. So long story short, we do a drawing and we win a bottle. Right, because yeah. the person I went with brought the most people. Mm-hmm. So for that, they won a bottle. Yeah. Now they're already in it. They want me and the person that that we came with to join. Mm-hmm. So they said, "Oh man, I believe in this so much. I'm gonna give you the bottle. Give y'all the bottle." Yeah. Cause it was me and Sean who mm-hmm. lived together. We get back to the apartment. They was like, "Well, I'm not gonna give you the bottle now. I'll just give you a shot out of the bottle." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, so let's take a shot." All right, that tasted like cranberry juice, and I don't feel any different. But I'm supposed to drop two hundo to get into this thing mm-hmm. because of the healing powers mm-hmm. of Tahitian noni juice. So it ate it. I guess they. And now you can buy it for like six dollars a bottle. Yeah. Fucking, and know. the conspiracy was uh, they just didn't want you to take it to any serious uh, like UF lab and find out what's really in it yeah and i mean maybe it was really noni juice but there was one lady saying that she had a deformed breast that she rubbed it on and the scar is gone now and she started crying it was very testimonial like yeah and i was like this seems like church red flag you know and and it could be a movie scene yeah where's that woman today was she telling the truth was she telling the truth noni juice is? actually fixed up her deformed topically <laughs> Topically applying upon it. upon what it's like miraculously kind of yeah, or like, over a couple of days. Uh, I'm gonna say over a, a period of time, if I recall the story correctly. Now she's the, but she's supposed to be drinking it, but she applies it on top. Yeah, she just went outside the box. It seems like the medical profession would also be doing that same well, sort of thing. Well, it seems like ants would be trying to get at our ass because <laughs> this shit is sugary. So these are all great questions. But my whole thing is is that having that belief not dissing belief because i understand there's a place for faith mm-hmm. okay yeah but i think there's a difference between faith and belief yeah belief is dangerous you know yeah. belief is being blindfolded faith is a whole different creation mm-hmm. you know but i think faith is spiritual and belief is psychological it's mental yeah you know belief means you have to suspend things so other things can exist mm-hmm. faith is you know kind of unexplicable yeah you know so I don't know, you know, we'll see how it turns out, you know, but I just hope that uh, you know people don't act ignorant, you know. Whoever wins, everybody man, already are doing that, man. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I mean, you know, and, and the thing is, I don't really have a problem with the level, um, you know, because it's not a it's not a super violent level. I mean, you know, like the the Watts riots, yeah, rough. You know what I'm saying? Rodney King rides rough. Um, what's happening at these Trump rallies is almost like a, okay, we can't go into a Trump rally without getting beat up. Okay, that's how you want to play? Okay, this is how we play. We're protesters. Yeah, and you know, you a lot of people now here? are trying to act like, oh, the, these protesters are so violent, but then you forget about the old man who knocked the shit out of the guy. 
and this and that and they were dragging people out and getting aggressive but it's just all of it is propaganda and I feel like left and right is propaganda mm -hmm. that's why I kind of don't even pay attention to it yeah because my whole thing is this within the age of information it's like we put our interject ourselves into situations that we're not in like me mm -hmm. and you ain't going to no motherfucking Trump rallies yeah you know even mm -hmm. if I was there I wouldn't go because A I always y'all don't even protest them fuck it yeah. you know let him do what he's gonna do that's how this mm -hmm. shit was made to be well, you know we don't give a fuck about this guy yeah. going out there and getting your head bust in does not help right you know it just makes great headlines you know it helps boycotting Trump's motherfucking casinos mm-hmm See, this is a capitalist nation. I'm not yeah. saying don't do nothing. Yeah. I'm saying all you got to do is boycott his fucking casinos. Mm -hmm. And then it'll really see when you go out there and get violent, you're giving him fuel. They can just take 10-minute snippets, 10-second snippets, and make mm -hmm. memes and videos and say, look how these animals act. Yeah. You know, they're against America being great again. Mm -hmm. But if you just say, yeah, we're going to we're gonna boycott Trump's businesses make your mammy great again motherfucker yeah. we're not spending money with you see what we did with univision yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so they, they got under his craw right yeah so it's like you people have to strategize that's why sometimes i think it'd be um uh agent provocateurs doing a lot of this shit mm -hmm. like the feds being there trying to oh you know because they're going there dressed up like one of the people and throw yeah. a muzzle off and shit mm -hmm. and set some shit off yeah, and then get scooped away in mm -hmm. a in a black van or something, and then you left fighting. It's like, man, I just came out here with my motherfucking sign, and I got elbow and now in the I head. got sprayed, pepper sprayed, I got pepper sprayed and, <laughs> and shit. And you know, I I got work in the morning. I was not, I didn't sign on for this. You know, I got arrested for nothing. They said I was resisting arrest. <laughs> they they arrested me for resisting arrest. Shit. You know, I don't know. I was marching. I got hit with pepper spray. I couldn't see where I was going. Next thing I know, this guy said, get down. Stop resisting. I said, what? He said, shut up. You know, now I'm in jail. I got two charges. What? Resisting arrest and not cooperating with an officer. I don't know. You see what I'm saying? But that's the game they play. Yeah. That's the game they play. But we're at an hour, and I know you said you got to be somewhere in a little bit, and it's hot as hell out here. So, uh, is there anything else you'd like to drop on the people? We didn't talk about Prince, did we? We talked about Prince a little, a little bit, bit yeah. but we digressed. So, let's take a little time. Because, we wait a second. We got to talk about Prince. We got to talk about Muhammad Ali. Because the mm -hmm. Muhammad yeah. Ali thing just happened two days ago. Two nights yeah. ago. So, let's talk about Prince. How do you feel about it, man? Yeah, man. It was painful. You know? Um, it's always painful to lose somebody that uh, is almost like a friend. You know? Or a, a family member, and that's what happens with because of the uh, influence on of, of music on my life. You know, certain musicians become like family members. You know, you watch what they do, you watch how they're doing. You're concerned about uh, whether you can be behind their image because they're at a different a certain level. You know, um, where they have a lot of power to influence minds and so the respect that I give Prince is he started out <laughs> in a way that he had to eke out his own path and yeah. he was able to do that and I think he was lucky enough that the time was right for what he did so 
people that try to do the same thing today are gen generally women because they're just basically using sex to sell music. Okay. And so that's Britney Spears, Beyonce, Tiffany, the Madonna, those at the top, you know, uh, financially and pushed up at the, you know, as the pop queens on top like Taylor Swift, you know. Okay. If she's if she's not dressed sexy, she's surrounded by a bunch of scantily clad women. And that's sad to me because it's not about the music. You know what I'm saying? It's just about it, it might be about the music for her and the songs might be good, but I'm not interested in it because it's like it's too easy to sell music that way. And also do I want my son to learn how to objectify women when he's got female cousins and, and, and aunts and nieces and stuff like that? And I don't want my son to see a whole bunch of weed smoking. I don't want him to see a whole bunch of drinking. I don't want him to see a whole bunch of violence. I want him to have a normal life. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And And to allow my child or anybody else's child to just... You know, yeah, you know, it's, that's Scarface. Yeah, man, he's my, my son. He's okay. He's seen it like 10 times because he's watched it with me. Scarface. You know. And, that's and, kind of extreme. And, and that's how, but that's how people are, man. They don't care and they don't care what their kids see and what influences their kids. And like Miley Cyrus was crazy, but she was cool as I don't know what with 12 to 16 year old girls, man. It's like, yeah, she was on Disney and now she's totally crazy, but she's cool, dad. <laughs> and so she's on top. And, you know, now somebody talked to her. Now she's going to marry a dude. <laughs> you Is know she getting married? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I guess they think it's going to improve her finances because, man, she was all about the blunt for a, a time period. <laughs> you know what Ooh. I'm saying? Yeah. Really? And yeah, all about the blunt. It's like she went from Mickey Mouse to the blunt. To the blunt. Sometimes <laughs> you just gotta hit the blunt. Maybe she was on the blunt at Mickey Mouse. She just came yeah. out of the closet. Yeah, maybe. But now, now pulling this back to Prince. Oh yeah. <laughs> now pulling this back to Prince. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> pulling this back to Prince. You know. Oh yeah, he and you know yeah. So his timing was good for everything, but he t he did a turn where he wanted to get about the music because he was always always about the music and he wanted to get back to what was important so it got classier and you know and then his fact the fact that he believed in god became apparent and then he became comfortable talking about god you know yeah and yeah. It, you know so you saw that you know you're like okay he's moving in a good direction you know it's good to know that the man has faith you know what I'm saying, um, and and so that that's a cool transition to see somebody going. It's like they're making an improvement on their lives. So mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why I don't believe he was a drug, a drug addict. addict. You know, I believe that um, fentanyl intoxication is something that people don't understand. And the fact that he got a Narcan shot, I went through that with my mother-in-law. You know, she got a Narcan shot. That saved his life. It could have been possible that he would have left that show in Atlanta and got to Minneapolis and they wouldn't have been able to revive him. 
Mm. That Narcan shop bought him back, but he shouldn't have stayed. He shouldn't have left the hospital. He should have stayed there. He should have stayed his ass right where he stopped. Mm. And let and be treated for his fentanyl addiction. Even though he wasn't a drug addict. Because the thing is, if you don't know you're an addict, you know what I'm saying? Oh, so you think it's one of those things to where he had like uh, pain issues and legitimately was oh, going yeah. through pain. And, and, and that's oh, something, yeah, absolutely, and that's something that people, Serious pain. And that's something that people who have dealt with it know that if you have a broken back or something and they put you on the shit, you go through a period of withdrawal. Yeah, you football know. players. Yeah, you know. So it's not maybe Athletes. that a person is addicted, addicted because they abuse it. Yeah. They could just be addicted because their, their prescription regimen uh, demands that they take it on a regular basis. Right. Which by, you know. That's why the country is the way that it is. It is not. That's why he, he, he Prince brought the problem to light. We could have talked about this problem a long time. I've been talking about pharmaceutical in industry, what they've been doing for years. Yeah. Because I don't take aspirin. Unless I say, uh, man, I got a really bad headache. But usually when I get a headache, I don't take anything. Yeah. Because I think if I start taking aspirin, I'm gonna, my body's going to get used to functioning with aspirin to get rid of the headache psychologically mentally you know what i'm saying yeah. to a degree physically so i'd rather not take it i don't eat a lot of sugar because the thing is if i start eating a lot of sugar it's just gonna take more sugar for me to get that you know yeah. what i'm saying I'm, i can't just deal with the you know the couple of teaspoons i start out with then it's, it gets easier and easier to consume more. Yeah. You know, it yeah. gets easier and easier to do more nicotine because to get that hit that you got the first time, you can't do it with one. You got to just keep keep it in. Keep the receptors happy. Keep it going. <laughs> yeah, and that just goes... To and when them receptors start to close, they don't like it. No. And they say, you know... Ah! <laughs> they get angry. They get angry. And yeah, so the brother, man, it's, it, it's, a, it's a sad loss. It's almost like it, it's really strange that he has so much music. The thing is, are you going to hear it? And he always knew that, like he said, after I'm gone, a lot of it will be out. So he always knew it was going to be like this to a degree. Um, the fact that he didn't have a will... You know, doesn't that's surprise a, me. That does not surprise no, you? No, Because that it does doesn't. surprise me. It, it, it doesn't surprise me. Why? I'll tell you why. It doesn't matter to him. And to justify who gets what. And to justify, well, I decided that this one should get this much, and this one should get that much, and this one should get that much. Why care about it? Do you think the guy's really his son that's in jail? Do a DNA. Do a DNA. Do a DNA. Do a DNA. And the dude will get what he has coming to him. Word the same thing with Dwayne's kids. Do a DNA. Give them DNA that Dwayne was adopted and you're not related. But 
whoever makes the decision has to decide were you family you know what I'm saying now moving on to Mr. Muhammad because they didn't live in his house you oh, know, if oh. they if they lived in his house, there's no yeah. question. Do a DNA. DNA doesn't match. So what? <laughs> I lived with him every day. That's what we try to tell the people up in New York about Bo. We live with him every day. We know him better than you do. You just saw Bo at shows. And then after the show was over, he went to his hotel room. You're not family. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Family's here. And so, uh, yeah, I'm I'm not surprised, man, because it, it's the thing is sometimes you're gonna have just as much of a fight with a will as you have without one. Yeah. The judicial system is very, 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 very broken, all over the place. Yeah, and there's a lot of recourse, so you can challenge it. Oh, but it costs money. Yeah, I'm not saying it, yeah. it costs money, and that's the thing. It does. You can challenge it, but it costs money to really. When you get in those challenges, you gotta have yeah, a lot of money along. on your side. Yeah, I mean the wrong people went out so often. You know what I'm saying? You know I understand why George might have lost to Armin. You know, but all those other families of people signed the Westbound Records shouldn't have lost to Armin. You know really? what I mean? Yeah. Nah. It's one guy with a bunch of wealth and a bunch of people whose their ancestors' intellectual property is the property of this guy who never paid them fairly in the first place, never did a good deal with them in the first place, and now he and his heirs reap the financial benefit forever. And I think that is what you call being a hustler. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but those people are. Because he ain't from the United States. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hustling. You know, but like I said, we're not playing the same games. Yeah. And that's the problem. Now, moving on to Mr. Muhammad Ali. What a gigantic blow. But at the same time, he was suffering. So, you know. Yeah. You got to kind of transition on. And he had a full, mm -hmm. excellent life. So. It's tough, but at the same time, we got to let people go when it's time for them to transition. Mm -hmm. But wow, man, I think it, uh, you know, because I was watching UFC last night, they did a tribute to him. Yeah. What a spectacular guy. And you know what else I think is amazing? His uh, decision not to go to Vietnam mm -hmm. at the time, excuse me, at the time was like controversial, but now they celebrate it. So you like, know, isn't it amazing how history can rewrite yeah. things mm -hmm. and how you can be the the you know the this this minute but then you're the that that minute you know well you you know here here's what i saw because you know there was a poll about uh what do you think is the most important thing muhammad ali did for the world and one was be you know the boxing champion and two was you know like his uh uh, I guess it was his social uh, stance and, and the third was um, something else you know kind of silly but of course the one with the most votes is his boxing history so people can everybody can get behind that Okay. but his most important was being number one an ambassador 
for African American equality around the world. Number one. And number two, being an ambassador for peace around the world. Even though he was a pugilist, most peaceful person. Because I got to sit in the room and listen to him and Bo talk. You know what I'm saying? Really? Yeah. So you got to be a fly on the wall. Yeah. With Muhammad Ali, James Brown. <laughs> All at the same time? Or? No, no. But I got a picture um, of a show that we did in somewhere in Switzerland. I got to get the date and, and the, the city because I can't remember getting old. But um, Muhammad surprised Bo one night when we were overseas and came on stage. And, uh, you know, Bo stopped the song and Muhammad explained the importance of one of Bo's songs that he did, I'm a Man. And he said that song to him meant more than just a song. It was a declaration. And, um, you know, it was at a time when people were getting sprayed with hoses and attack dogs were being set upon peaceful protesters. Mm. No bottles being thrown, no bricks, no sticks in hand, no Black Panthers. Peaceful protesters were being attacked by policemen and firemen in the United States. And so um, I saw a clip of him today telling some dude, I'm, I, I, I'm fighting white people. I don't need to go to Vietnam and fight. Did you see that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was an excellent clip to show. I've never seen it before. I've seen it before. I never saw it before. It made me proud that the truth was laid out right there. And I think it goes to show that he really walked the walk. Yeah. Because a lot of people, once you get the bread, like mm -hmm. nowadays, I think yeah. nowadays, people are less brave than they were back then. Yeah. Cause, nowadays, yeah. motherfuckers get the money and sell out. Yeah. Sell yeah, our children exactly. out. Make, exactly. Make, you if know, they, they don't think even... you're going to lose that Nike contract, that Reebok money, you know. Yeah. They clean they up. Hush. They clean They'll up hush. to stay with Nike and Reebok. You know, you know, I won't have a position. Yeah. Versus doing something like that. That's like, yeah, I'm putting myself out there. You know, mm -hmm. I'm struggling. And you know, and look at the people that jumped off Martha Stewart when she went to jail. Look at the people that jumped off uh, the the woman with the cooking show. What was her name? Uh, it is Martha Stewart. No, not the other. <laughs> the other one, the Southern one. Oh, 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 Paula Dean. Yeah, she really got it. Paula Dean got it's, erased. I mean, I forgot about her. But you know what I'm saying? You know she how I really erased got it. I hadn't even thought about her. You just brought her up. I was like, Paula <laughs> Dean did exist. Boy, they like they, erased they, the memory of Paula Dean out of all. Man, yeah, I forgot about her. She, she's like, she's underground now or something, man. Man, they erased re Paula Dean she's, and all remnants of her. You don't even find a Paula <laughs> Dean rerun. They put her shit in the yeah. can. Bill Cosby would be like that. Uh, you don't think Bill can bounce back? Well, you know Kobe. You, but you know he had the Kobe Bryant effect. Remember when that shit happened with Kobe? Yeah. Even though Kobe wasn't guilty, he mm -hmm. never was. Think about it. When Kobe Bryant retired, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. Think about it. When mm -hmm. he retired, it was like, oh, Kobe Bryant's retired since his last game. Mm -hmm. You know? But I think if that rape thing wouldn't have happened, he would have probably maybe even surpass Michael Jordan in popularity. He was headed that yeah. way. Mm -hmm. And then the yeah. rape thing happened and he just became just another ball player. Right. Tiger Woods, same thing. Mm -hmm. Actually, Tiger Woods just fell apart. He never bounced back. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. 
And now Mr. Bill Cosby. Well, it's too late to bounce back because he's yeah. you know he's an older guy, but but he's going on trial. Is he going on trial again? No. Because the thing got dismissed. When this last thing got dismissed. But the, I mean, the there's last other people, like, so I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a no, no, because he was going on. Tr- judge said he could be tried really? just within the past couple of days. Oh, okay. So this must be something different because the thing I was on was like mm-hmm. a few, like maybe a month ago. I thought the thing got dismissed, so maybe that was something else. Yeah, because he got like 30 charges. So I mean, mm-hmm. you're gonna be hearing announcements, <laughs> 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 kind of like on a week to week basis, depending on which trial. Yeah, he got more trials than a thug. I mean, because last thing I read was yes, I gave women uh, medication. Yes, you know, we had consensual sex, and uh, you know. I, yes, I gave him pain, you know, medication for pain. They said they were complaining about pain. Yes, I did. I ain't telling What the fuck, man? Does it <laughs> yes, matter, I, man? Yes, I had sex with him. It's like, man, that shit was in the 60s, man. I mean, are we really talking about this? But, Africa Bambata. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're not done yet, people. That, that is we're like not mine. Do you ever hear the guy Starby going off on... Uh, oh, yeah. Starby going off on fucking uh, African Bambata. So, it sounds like it's true, you yeah. know, because my whole thing is this. If you didn't do it, you'll say I didn't do it. Yeah. Mbata be beating around yeah. the bush. And you know yeah. what? If you look at African Mbata mannerisms, mm-hmm. uh, you can kind of... You know, I kind of almost got that from Scarface, too. If you listen to Scarface yeah. talk, sometimes Scarface seems sweet. But uh, all you got to do is listen to a Mbata interview when he's just being himself. And you're like, mm-hmm. eh, I can see it. He'll take a dick. Yeah. You know? He'll give one, you know. So I, I'm not saying that uh, it's everything is true, but it's something to it. What do yeah. you think? Well, yeah. I, I mean, people don't come out, and I mean, they, they, they almost, they, it could go either way. Their, well, their reputations Guys are on the line. Don't generally say they were molested. Right. That's, that that's, get a, molested. that's a new thing. Motherfuckers yeah. that get molested. Excuse me. Motherfuckers that get molested don't come out and talk about it. Yeah. So there's no benefit to right. say you were molested, especially when you're not trying to sue for money. Yeah, it's like I'm just saying this because it happened. Right. Uh yeah, that shit probably happened because there's no money in defaming mm-hmm. African Bambada, who is a very non-relevant rapper at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the grand scheme of yeah. things, historically, for, yes. And and I think for a reason, I think he's he's been suppressed. It may because it, it makes sense to me. Okay. He's been suppressed because some people just want to be, they don't mind being marginal and just weaving between the lines. And that's, he's eked out in existence. He got a staff. People are making money. He still was touring, still doing shows, still speaking about creating hip hop. Zulu Nation. You know what I'm saying? He was doing that. And, yeah. and I, it, they opened my eyes. They got an industry behind him going. You know what I'm saying? So and it's just, I didn't is, know. Is this he fucking little boys? Well, the Zulu Nation hopefully he stopped. Because, hopefully he stopped. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? You're out now. Okay. Everything's got to stop. Yeah, are you going to end up getting hacked? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it's, don't do what, you know, MJ did. Yeah, and you Don't know what? Do that. And you know the thing with him is that they say that in the industry, it was always kind of on the low that he liked dudes. Yeah, people just didn't under you know it was just never out that he liked 
boy, it's just like R. Kelly. They knew he like, you know, you know, nineteen, eighteen. You know, finna turn eighteen. <laughs> finna turn eighteen. Maybe she looked grown. You know what I'm saying, yeah. people. You know, but it's always rumors, and where there's smoke, there's usually a little bit of fire. So Bambata, mm-hmm. I don't know, bro. You fucked up, bro. Yeah, you man. Fucked up. Yeah, you his, just, his you know, legacy is like it's toast, bro. Finito. But I mean, at the end of the day, most people that know about Bambata are hip hop heads. Well, KRS One almost got almost chopped his own feet. Yeah, you know. Yeah, cause I mean, you can't just. I, I'm I'm like this man. I don't care what anybody wants to do sexually, but it's got to be right. Can't be with kids. Can't yeah. be. You know. Yeah, you have to do it with consistent the subway people. dude. Subway dude. Your ass goes to jail, period. Yeah. You don't get out because you got because you're um you know good good uh, behavior. You're a good behavior type of dude, anyways. Yeah, and but except with little kids. Yeah, and <laughs> even to the say Cosby, if this is legitimate, if it is mm-hmm. legitimate, Cosby, you're wrong. You gotta go. Yeah, because that could be your mama or right. my mama for mm-hmm. that generation or my auntie. Yeah, so you gotta go if you did it. Yeah, I don't know because I, and, and the bad thing is you know you don't. It's hard to have consensual sex with somebody that's out. It is. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, if they say, here, record me saying yes, and then, then you know, when I wake up and yeah. everything, or I know it's if been it's done. it's a thing to where it's like, yeah, this bitch pop pills. Yeah. So we partying, we popping pills. Man, he had actresses like the- auditioning. Yeah. And, and, you know, people with class and, you know, trying to help them in getting the industry. So it wasn't like he had some drug addict pill no. popping holes in there and it's like, yeah, baby. Beverly Johnson. Yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> but there's some people that stand behind him. I don't know because I, mean, I wasn't there. Yeah, I wasn't there either. I'm just like, but these people just have, you know, they're not suing them for money either. So the conspiracy yeah. of let's destroy the most powerful black man in african-american history but the motherfucker trying to destroy ben bada too so you know it doesn't hold up yeah because why is the guy doing it to ben bada when we hear about ben bada we like yeah he probably did it because there's no reason to do it to that motherfucker he's irrelevant here's where i make people mad i don't think oj did it here's my thing about never did i am torn because as a child i didn't now Mm -hmm. i'm thinking hmm well, I just think there's a, a he certain... He's stupid enough to do it. Well, but, you know, the thing of slicing a human being's throat open... Um, it takes a certain level of savage. Um, but, you know, like if you but, took, like, some... But some Drank some root that they find in Mexico or some South American country and lose it. But, you know what I'm saying? But, I, I, I think he took a firearm to a Vegas hotel, yeah. But here's the thing. Based upon what we know about people with uh, chronic head injury, OJ yeah. can have a damaged brain. And like, yeah. if you ever listen to some of the shit, like I watched a doc, uh, listen to a podcast on this video OJ did. Mm-hmm. It was like a video where he just did like a almost like a jackass video, but it was in the eighties and it made no sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can still get it on VHS, but it was like OJ is convoluted as fuck. Mm-hmm. Now, like, did you see him in in um, airplane? Yeah, it's pretty funny as fuck. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 you know he has pain issues. I don't know what he did for his pain issues while he was out of prison. Um, he got hit quite a few times. Yeah, he did jump a, a bunch of tackles. 
original. Hey, Deb, can I call you back? Okay. Bye. Okay. Uh, well, you know, do I need to let you go no. to get to it? No, 7 o'clock, man. Okay, 7, yeah. okay. So, yeah, I don't know. So, I don't, I'm not going to say he did it or he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. But I definitely know that they got his ass. He should have yeah. slowed down after he got off. <laughs> he should not have had Cochran a gun. Is dead, with Cardassian is dead, and his yeah. ass is locked up. So, whether he did it or not. Yeah. They got everybody involved in that shit. Yeah. They roped up. So remember, people, like I said, and real white folks, like, you ever listen to Dick Gregory talk? Yeah. Dick Gregory tell you about <laughs> white folks, and not just because your skin is pale, people with power. And it's the truth, man. White folks don't, it's not It's not about money to them because they print it. It's like toilet paper. Yeah. Power is what they really want. And if you don't have it, you're not white folks. It has nothing with European descent. There are Arab kings right now that is whiter than George W. Bush, okay? Mm-hmm. You go over there, them Arabs think that they're white, okay? That's what they call themselves. And you Americans think you own the term white. Yeah, it won't <laughs> shake your hand. You Americans think you own the term white. When you go across the planet, the elite class are always white. It's some niggas that call themselves white because they're the elite class. I was class. going to say that, that I met a guy who comes from an Arab family with money, and he says, in my country, I am considered a white man. And he it said it in 1992, yeah, and, he and is, he meant it. And he probably dark as you. Yeah, no, shit. no, um, no, no. Bro was like, you know, close to that. Color I mean, my bad, black. It, it, and, uh, yeah, and I'm like, that's cool, you know. Yeah. And so, I, 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 I got it. I believed it because I'm like, dude can buy anything he wants to. He's got yeah. oil wealth. Yeah, so white is a status, not a color. Remember that, people. White is a status... Not a color. You'd think the shrinking middle class would know that. You would think that. Because as they shrink, <laughs> they're becoming no longer white, just Yeah, other. just like the rest of us. <laughs> just like the rest of us. So remember, people, when you go to vote in November, it's not about making America great again. It's not about black. It's not about white. It's not about rich. It's not about poor. It's just about American values, guys. Um... And on that note, I'm finna get ready to make some dinner and get these kids ready for bed. Skinny, what do you got to leave them with today? Man, I don't know, man. I just gave everything. Gave them everything? <laughs> and this is so funny because, you know, we haven't seen each other in a while, man. So yeah. we, we chopped it up seriously. We man. had to, we had I, to dive it's deep. It's funny. I love to have these conversations most people can't stay with. It, it, it infuriates them because, man, it's wonderful to be able to tangentialize and to just have fun and it's called a conversation and anybody can come in and get some and leave and come back later and get some more and leave and and this one can come in here and leave you know what I'm saying and and there's so much this is how Bo used to talk you know what I'm saying it's just so much and the worst part about it is having to talk about one subject then people think they know you and they think, oh yeah, you know Scott, yeah, you know, you know, he's all about this, you know, he's a flamboyant dude, and you know he always dresses in flashy clothes and blue shoes, you know, that's who he is. Yeah, but when you have a free forum talk, and that's why I like doing the show open forum, we're not held to anything. We just right. it what we this. NBC. It's like Legos. You put this one, and then that made me think about this, and we think right. about that, and we go and we flow. It, and that's we probably have, what Galileo did. 
and Copernicus and um, and Imhotep, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and all kind of great thinkers throughout time. Yeah, but yeah, but you know what? Expansive that, thinking. Expansive thinking, and that's the key, <laughs> my brother. But that's why I like you. That's why I like you because you Alzheimer's. We can't get Alzheimer's. We'll just have a conversation and take notes like lawyers taught me to do. <laughs> now, if you're a good lawyer, you take notes. You don't miss anything. You take notes when you're talking. So, you know, it's something you, you're thinking about, but that's for something else. Get back to it. Don't let it go away. Don't let it go away. <laughs> don't let it go away. So, like I said, people, don't let it go away. We got my man Slimmy Hempsticks. He's getting ready to go work with his keyboardist. I'm getting ready to go cook dinner. So, hey, till next time. Yep. I got faded tattoos. I got holes in my shoes. Yep, got another one in the books. Got another one in the books. That one actually was, this is gonna be like almost two hours. I know it's that long. But you know how I get to go when you're talking with good people and you have a lot of good stuff to go over. Yeah, have fun. So, man, thanks again to my man Scott for coming through. Like I said, man, I got to get with you. And, uh, you know, and, and on the side note, as we're fading out uh, to the blackness here, man, hey, man, we just got to remember, man, everybody out there in the country, this is an election year. And, you know, I know a lot of stuff comes out in social media. But remember, man, we got to live with each other. We got to adapt and overcome and we just got to make, you know, the whole world a better place for ourselves and our children. And it sounds cliche, but it's really the truth because, you know, we only got one planet and we're all on it. So, you know, if there were some aliens or gods looking down on us, we're acting quite foolish right now. So, tighten up. Let's go. Shaka Zulu, Bobo, Shanti, Naya, Pinky, Mana, Mama, Warrior. No depression can't carry ya This pain I am told a idiot mean many like your man a Maasai warrior This pain Fear and desperation No depression can't carry ya This pain Like burning spear and such and such before me Who all fought for the cause and This pain Enforcing all the laws and the master of the masses One has power, the other one lacks it Guns of power, controlled by assets Owned by financial forecasters Who are the masters? They are the gangsters They are the bankers, the ones who taxes The masses, they are us The sheep, the people divided in classes I go off like a Shiite bomb And all y'all see, I'm on my War paint on my face shit My 9mm on my waist shit I'm a problem, shoot up your waist shit Let a few go, then I get low blazing haze again The masters, the Wall Street war chiefs The elite Groups. The masses, they pray to Jesus saying he will see us through The masters are the aristocratic, the masses ask the most high on his way here I'm trying to stay clear, my mind is my modern day spear Hey, I said, despair Shaka Zulu, Bobo, Shanti, Manakitian, Manamama, Warrior Despair, hey 
Separation, no depression can't carry out Despair hey. Through the hands of time and cruel men It has flew more than a billion Swiss cheese when the fifth squeeze misled The media misleads, scares you to the point where you missleep With that said, misled with this Ruger and that shooter Submachine gun better tat through ya Copper tops, hollow points to do you something bad Our future is misled, three strikes It's no school when the teacher strikes This economy, this monopoly With no job, just own your property Now it's back to what come natural Must survive anyhow you have to Despair, desperation, but I have no fear When I hold this spear Some boy knows that me not smell God is beer, not big friends Man I run racket, man I run ski, man I run race, man I run dumb bends Can't touch she na, he na, we na, I in a contact lens Man I run from police, man I run down well, and dollars and na make sense So, eyes up to my defense, all appointed is my preference Should have been deterred, don't know what you heard, get referred by the wrong reference When this beer start dispense, it a fight on a tier two fence Dispember your members and all level him, but he was seen enough segments Well, man I run drugs, man I run risk, man all I run out of time and ends Man I run up and down, and I run for them life, and I run down this month rents Blood now one I yard and food they are road, then man I pick a touch payments This beer was a tool that was used to enslave man and make man servants Escape from this beer and desperation become more urgent Man can need to cleanse and wash out them soul with spiritual detergents A distant town, me a distant relatives controlling the circumference And any man moving, no permission, they're feeling the circumstance of Despair, hey Shaka Zulu, Bobo, Shanti, man a, hey Man a mama warrior Despair, hey Fear of your recession and depression can't carry ya Despair, hey In a city youth, them rise it up, disguise as AK-47 Of it, just to mention of it, man. It's like you call my name, man. Well, you know, Africa is the motherland, and Africa is where we rightfully belong. And that is where I want to be.